Hey everyone, and welcome back to Real Perspective, the podcast based on a YouTube show based on a podcast. Uh, as always, I'm your co-host, MJ Smith. And I'm Michael Moray. And this week we are joined by Slade Oren. Slade, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Uh, Slade's here to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is the 21st Marvel movie? Yeah, so, 20th. It's the 20th. Oh. Yeah. Because 20th. I was upset because Infinity War should have been the 20th Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have made more sense. Yep. Uh, but it's the third one this year, and so we're done for the year, and it's July. We're halfway through the year, and we're done with these Marvel things. So that's nice. And we're done with Star Wars for the year, too. So uh, there's a nice little breather for the rest of the year for other stuff to kind of enter the conversation. Um, dumb stuff like Skyscraper and The Meg, but also like Mission Impossible, I think, will do really well as a result of kind of coming after that wave of Marvel stuff. And it looks good. It, well, the trailer yeah. is sweet. That tra- both yeah. those trailers yeah. are real good. They're really good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like they made the hell out of that movie, man. Mm-hmm. Like it, <laughs> it does. Like I don't really like Mission Impossible, right. but it. I want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. I'm really excited about that movie. Um. So, Ant Man and the Wasp is the 20th Marvel movie. It's the follow up to Ant Man. It takes place at uh, an indeterminate time. We'll get into this later. It takes place at an indeterminate time between Civil War, but before Infinity War, uh, with the exception of the after credit scene. Um, and it is the follow-up to Ant-Man, like I said, and builds off of Ant-Man's uh, only other appearance in the MCU, which is in... Um, I guess he's in Winter Soldier, too. Mm-hmm. No, he's in... Oh, no. Civil War. So, yeah, he's in Civil War. Right. And then Falcon is in Ant-Man. Is in Ant-Man. Oh, That's yeah. right, yeah. Um, and so basically what's happened is Ant-Man helped Captain America, which was a violation of the Sokovia Accords, which got passed. So he's on house arrest, um, after helping him for two years and we catch up with him at the end of his two year sentence and, uh, Hank Pym and Hope Van Dyne are on the run, uh, as well, because it was their tech that he used to, uh, fight Iron Man and against, in the government's eyes, against the Sokovia Accords. And so they're on the run, so they're mad at uh, Scott. And so it's kind of his life is in disarray, but then some events happen where Janet Van Dyne, who is uh, the Wasp, the original Wasp, who was caught in the Quantum Realm, kind of made contact with Scott and implanted a memory in his brain through her quantum powers. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. and so Shrug. now yeah and sure, so yeah, that so now they need they need Scott's help to help find Janet. Also, there's like an evil businessman who's working with the government that's trying to get his uh either like a mob guy. He's like a black market. He's not really working with the government. He's just like a he's, shady. He's, he's like an informant. Yeah, kind yeah. of. He's like a shady arms dealer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's uh, Hank Pym's old partner, played by Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, who's working with um, Ghost? Is that her name? Ghost, yeah. Yeah, who's working with Ghost, and Ghost is uh, Quantum Person. Uh, which we'll, we'll get into all the nuts and bolts of the details. So there's a, there's a lot going on in this. And um, compared to the first one, it's like they really blew it out as far as scope yeah. goes. Um, so Slade, what did you think of, of Ant-Man, the first one, and Ant-Man and the Lost? So... Was what I really like the original Ant Man. Okay. It's just like really funny, really entertaining, just cool heist movie. It's just good, in my opinion. 
And I found out recently that people don't actually like Ant-Man that much. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the not-as-well-loved movie in the series. Which is just weird to me. Because it's just so likable. Like, Paul Rudd's so likable. It's so well-cast. It's just, like, fun, entertaining movie. I mean, it's low stakes or whatever. But it's still just, like, kind of a fun movie. So, I'm, I'm a fan. Um, and the sequel, I like I liked it a lot. Um, I felt it kind of continued the same kind of vibe and feel of the original. Um, it's just, it was just really entertaining to watch. It was really funny. Um, a lot of really good, just clever jokes in it. Um, I was entertained most of the time. It looked cool. It did the same thing as the original. It made being Ant-Man seem cool, which is a really difficult thing to do. Because mm-hmm. he's kind of lame. Because, yes, yeah, the shrinking doesn't sound cool. The, on paper, that's just like, what, why are we making this movie? But it's just like, in reality, once you kind of make it work, it, it's really sweet. It looks really cool. I liked the villain. I thought her powers were sweet. They looked really cool on film. Um, yeah, it, just, I, it worked for me. I don't think it was the best movie ever made. Sure. It was a little convoluted at times. And the suspension of disbelief is pretty high. <laughs> but I didn't really care about that. Because I was just like, yeah, this is fun. It was right. just like really fun to watch. So I was fine with that. Yeah. Mike, what did you think? I'm kind of along the same lines. I like the first Ant-Man, but I don't love it. Um, I like this more than it, just because it was doing a lot. And probably when we talk about like the plot itself, I'm actually going to rip on it quite a bit because it's kind of a mess. But at the same time, I like that it was doing so much because I was never really bored with it. Um, I liked the jokes probably more than the first one. Really good jokes. Uh, I think... It doesn't like come together as well as like the simple first movie does, but I also enjoyed it more ultimately. So that's where I come down on. There's a lot to like about Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm cooler on it than you two are, but ultimately I liked the movie. Like it's 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 a really likable movie because the characters are super likable mm-hmm. and the character interactions are really good and the jokes are really good. The story is a mess kind of. Mm-hmm. Um the editing is kind of bad. Um, there was one scene in particular that was like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> in terms of like how they transition from one scene to another, mm-hmm. um, but we can get into that. Yeah. So on the whole, I liked it, but it was much more of a mixed bag. But it was, I, it was, it was a mixed bag to me in the same way. Kind of Incredibles two was a mixed bag, but I liked this a lot more than I liked Incredibles two, um, and I liked it. I think, like I said, because of those character interactions, I think Paul Rudd is perfectly cast as ant-man like mm-hmm. for the tone they're going with yeah. with these movies he's absolutely the correct choice um i think that uh evangeline lily was good uh, michael douglas is good i like all the characters in it but the mm-hmm. the story in this one was really it's just all over the place it kind of felt like it kind of felt like they were trying to do sort of a Dark Knight vibe with it by being kind of like, not tonally, um, but kind of structurally <laughs> of like being this kind of big, sweeping, all-encompassing view of the things in Ant-Man's universe. So you have sort of the shady business side of stuff, like the shady science business, but you also have like the superhero stuff and then like the subatomic quantum stuff. And... All of that is, they're trying to, it's just trying a lot. Mm. That being said, I'd much rather a movie tries than doesn't try. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like a scrappy movie 
um, that doesn't quite know what to do, but it's given it a shot, and so it's easy to root for, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so, uh, what what do you guys want to talk about specifically? Let's just talk about the plot. Yeah, I might as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, cause we all seem to comment on yeah. aspects yeah. of it. Let's <clears> just go and... We don't even, like, go and give, like, a blow-by-blow, blow, but... Slade, why don't you talk about, like, what about the plot is kind of messy? Um, it's... <laughs> There's just a lot of, like, stuff they throw at you to, like, that you have to accept to, in order to, like, buy into what's happening. Okay. So, there's all this, like, science science, science. Right. Like, you were saying, <laughs> implants into his brain. Right. To make, right. Like, there's a thing where, something about when Scott was first went into a quantum realm in the first movie, the original Wasp, the wife of Hank Pym mm-hmm. and mother of Hope, um, like, somehow touched him in order to, like get a message to the outside kind of right um and how all of that works doesn't really make any sense and i mean it's science or like it's quantum right. realm or whatever but the thing they do a good job of like lampshading it mm-hmm. with scott to that you're like okay <laughs> yeah they, it's like that's ridiculous yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and i love what they did they were able to capture that same feel from the first one of he doesn't know what's going on mm-hmm. because they've like it's been like two years since He's even spoken to them. Right. So he's still in that same position of like, I have no idea what's happening. So it's a nice foil for the audience that he's just like, wait, this is all ridiculous. Right. You know, so that kind of helps. Yes. You push you along. And I thought that was a really smart choice because because it is so kind of confusing and doesn't really make sense Mm -hmm. logically and all that. So that's a problem. And then you have kind of this other like two other plot lines happening. Um, with Ghost and with Hank Pym's old partner and like their kind of story that they kind of like give you a lot of background exposition of this is kind of what's happening and then force you to kind of accept that. Right. And then the kind of like tacked on business arms dealer guy, which doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. He's just there to like complicate things. Right. So there's just like all of these things happening and it's not really, it doesn't really go anywhere. You know, you kind of just know what's going to happen. It's yeah. very like telegraphed. Yeah. Like, very terrible. There's not a lot of suspense happening. Like, oh, what's going to happen? You just, like, know that they're going to get, you know, Janet back. And she's going to, like, they're going to figure out how to save Ghost because she's a sympathetic villain. Mm -hmm. You know, and all this stuff. So, it's just kind of... It's it's a lot of stuff to kind of give you what you already expect to happen. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's actually a good way of putting it. Yeah. It's a really light movie that doesn't treat itself that way. Yeah. It's lighthearted. And actually, I think tonally, it's really consistent throughout. It's super consistent. Um, One of the most consistent Marvel movies, I think. Mm. And, uh, but, and there's nothing wrong with having an expectation of like knowing what you're going to do. That's fine. Um, like knowing where a story is going to go does not make it a bad story. Right. It, not everything needs to blow your mind. But Mm -hmm. I think this movie does take a really roundabout way of getting there when it could have not and worked just as well, if not a little bit better. I think that, uh, uh, I liked Ghost as a character and I liked the effects on her. We'll talk about that in a second. But the way she's written isn't particularly interesting um she just kind of vomits a lot of exposition at them in her first meaningful scene yeah and uh she like she ultimately makes them look like jerks a little bit (laughs) bit. which is weird like you're like just 
Although they do lampshade the exposition, at least, with, like, having the cell phone go off yeah, during right. the exposition, where yeah. it's, like, they realize it's running a little too long, yeah, right. so they, like, find a way to at least comedically break it up. It's a very right. self-aware movie. Yeah. 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 But, it, it seems like the script is aware of its own inability. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so they put jokes to kind of... Break it up. Yeah, break it up. Mm-hmm. Um, which is one of the big strengths of the movie is... Totally. some It's maybe the funniest Marvel movie. Like, I know yeah. Thor Ragnarok is jokier, mm-hmm. but I think this, like, the jokes yeah. land a lot more in this movie yeah. because Ant-Man is a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a comedy. Better. Yeah. Like, this movie is a comedy. Yes. I think the jokes are constructed better, too. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. But getting back to the point about it makes the main characters look like jerks, I agree, because right after she goes and gives a sympathetic backstory to her, they use the ants to go and attack yeah, her. They're, yeah. like, they're just yeah, like, this, screw and they, you! Yeah, and then they go run away yeah. from, from helping her, yeah, basically, it doesn't to help take, themselves. Yeah, it doesn't... It takes until the middle of the third act for uh, Hank to be like, well, help her after I get Janet. Right. Yeah. But it took... Almost the entire runtime for him to say that. Yeah. He could have just said that. You know? And there's... I mean, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, you could have just said something and mm-hmm. it would have resolved yeah. it. Yeah. So there's not like... The obsession with plot holes is... I don't really like. But that's a big one to me. Like, because it makes the main characters unsympathetic. Yeah. Like, she gives the speech and she's good at it. And you really empathize with like, oh, she's constantly being ripped apart at the seams and put back together... That's gotta suck. Yeah. And also she's dying. And so you're like, oh, that sucks. Like, that's not even really like a bad guy motivation, which I like the bad guys that operate in the gray areas a lot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. the most interesting villains are the heroes of their own story. And then they're just like, okay, that Bye. sucks. <laughs> we need that building. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ants attack them. Yeah. Bye. I did like that the MacGuffin in this movie is still a cube, but yeah. it's a building. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good joke. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the additions to everything are good for Ant-Man. I don't know how good they are for the MCU. Yeah. I don't think it added anything for the MCU. There, it does the quantum stuff. And right. We'll, we'll talk more about like the, the larger impact on Infinity War 2 Electric Boogaloo that we'll have uh later but i think the quantum stuff is going to be important to the mcu i just don't know that the mcu needs ghost and uh lawrence fishburne's character mm-hmm. at large like i don't know yeah i don't i don't know if it really matters <clears throat> though you don't like i feel like you create this universe and like you <coughs> use what you need and don't use what you don't need mm-hmm. you know so having extra characters doesn't really matter that's true because it's not like Luis was in you know yeah you know war like Right, like half of the casts of the previous, you know, solo movies aren't in the main films or whatever. Yeah. So it doesn't. I don't know. I don't think that really. I I actually liked. We talked about how it's kind of bigger in scope than the first movie, but it's still not really that big scope. It's oh really yeah, just, it's especially really just, after Infinity War. Yeah, it's really just about saving two <clears throat> people's lives. Yeah, and that's it. Yep. That's what the entire movie's about. We want yeah. to save this person's life, and this person wants to save this person's life, right. and they're, like, coming into conflict. Yeah, I like the it. idea of Ant-Man kind of being the, the palate cleanser for the sort of, like, Dark Avengers movies mm-hmm. thing. I think that's a really good spot to put them. Um, you know, with the first one followed Age of Ultron, which was much darker than the first one and also bad. And then... Yeah. Uh, um, this one follows Infinity War, which is fantastic, but really heavy. It's a really heavy movie. It's really, like, it's the headiest Marvel movie, I think. You know, it's it's a 
it's got a lot on its mind. It's got a lot to think about. It's really long. This one's, you know, it's an hour and 58 minutes. It's real punchy, mm-hmm. um, even though the pacing's a little wonky. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you it doesn't overstay its welcome, even though it can feel like it while you're watching it, and then it ends, and you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, which yeah. is a, a problem with the script and the editing. Um, the editing choices in the movie are real weird. Yeah. Uh, just what was the scene you were... Well, speaking of the scene where they hear the exposition and then they, like, walk away, Mm -hmm. they have, like, the ants attack and then they run away and then, like, boom, immediately back in their building, like, their lab building. And I was like, well, how did they get there, like, so quick? But, like, the bad guys still could have caught that, ah, you know, like, it was just very weird in terms of how they got immediately to that place or the way it portrayed that Mm -hmm. because it didn't seem like they should be able to get there so easily still. It's not like the bad guys were that incompetent. They're just like had their hands full with like four ants fighting them. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's like the same scene in, I hate to go and talk about the Dark Knight, but like in the Dark Knight, where's the part where like Joker goes and throws Rachel down the building and Batman goes and saves her. And then they're like, let's not do that again. And he goes and cuts like to the next day. And it's like, but Joker was still inside the building. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, you know, I've never thought about yeah, that. Yeah, it was like, what the? Okay, yeah. I guess he escaped. Like, but you have to like go and fill that in with your brain, right. you know. And right, they do have a shot in this movie of they jump to them in their own building, and then there's a like a, a backwards establishing shot where it shows, shows them, them in the woods. In the woods, yeah. yeah. After they have like a conversation, right. yeah. So it's, it's like a weird. They should have just put that in the front, mm-hmm. and then be like, oh, okay, they made a building in the forest. That would right. at least give you some kind of background. Well, and it takes are. place in San Francisco, so. They should have been overrun by sentient apes if they were in the forest. (laughs) (laughs) So that was like the main one that I was thinking of. But also the ending is... I'm not talking about like the climax and everyone fighting each other. I'm talking about like the very, very end in terms of the little montage of people's like resolutions. Yeah. I feel like that all like got wrapped up real quick. Like they save save Janet, then the girl gets healed and it's like, okay, movie's over. Yeah. (laughs) Let's wrap this up. Uh, so both of those, but there's other problems too. The one that was for me was when he's giant and then like gets the thing or whatever, yeah. and then they cut right to Hank in the yes. quantum zone, and it's this super deep where he's like losing his mind. Yeah, was yeah. like whoa, that was like a weird tonal shift. Yes, mm-hmm. that was just like that was a big okay. one for me too. I was like, that was it's more like placement of scenes. Yeah, than anything. Yes, it feels like a little bit out of order. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. little bit, a little not bit. too much, yeah. but enough to be like, what the. Yeah, because not like individually, like the choreography is bad in terms of like editing and stuff. Because all that looks pretty good. The action looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about like scene placement. That's yeah. kind of odd. Yeah. So and that, also that scene doesn't really amount to anything because it's like he gets approached by a figure and then it turns out to be his wife. So what was the hallucination really trying to accomplish there? Yeah. Uh, like yeah. he he's like he doesn't like it's not like he's tortured there for a period of time. No. Yeah. Like he doesn't. It, you could have extended that out and made yeah. it more about his doubt and his guilt of like <clears throat> right. losing her but they don't want to do it it's only used to basically show that she has powers now yeah that's like the only point of it yeah that's it yeah which is fine i guess but... so okay so we've been kind of crapping on the movie <laughs> um so what bit. what did we like about it then um louise Yes. Yes. <laughs> Michael Payne great. is fantastic. I was so excited. I was so excited when they bust up the true cinema. Tr- I was like, yes, this is the scene where he's yeah. going to talk and it's going to be yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, I was so excited was for so that excited. Yeah. But even then, it takes it in like a goofy direction, mm-hmm. which I just loved. It yeah. wasn't like the same as the last time. Yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like different. Yeah. So yeah. I appreciated that. But that was amazing. 
Yeah. Yeah. It man, he's so freaking good. He's, so he's a good, good actor him. in mm-hmm. general. I usually like him and stuff. Yeah. Um, and he can he's one of those like guys that can really do comedy and really do drama. I don't know if you guys saw End of Watch. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really good in that movie, yeah. but that's super dramatic. Yeah. Um uh what's his name? David the Suicide Squad guy. Oh uh, David Ayer? David yeah, Ayer's yeah. last good movie. Oh <laughs> and uh <laughs> um, but he's he's really good in that, and he's great in the first Ant Man. He's yes. like the MVP of that. He yes. is the MVP here. Yeah. I like yeah. the direction that all three of those guys went in. All three of them were really good. Yes, like, yeah, they were really, all great. Yeah, and the Dude, the Baba Yaga joke was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Dude, that guy. Speaking of Dark Knight, yeah, yeah that he, guy from yeah. the Dark Knight, yeah. is he's also great. He, he is, is pretty good. Man. Dude, oh, man, it's just like the the comedy and the jokes are great in this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a, a very few of them don't land. Like it's just funny and like super well written, mm-hmm. really clever. Yep. Like we were talking about before, after we're done, I love how everything just kind of comes back. Yes. You know, they like yeah. introduce kind of a joke or some, <coughs> some plot element or something mm-hmm. and then it just comes back. Yeah, everything you know? paid off. Yeah, everything yes. pays itself off. And it's so, it like rewards like good watching and it's just clever. Yes. And it's just like... It's just like, yeah, if you watch this movie well, you're going to enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, oh, it's just so, 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 such good writing and such good comedy timing and, and everything. So, and I think that might be part of the problem why the editing is a little weird because they edited for jokes. Yes. Yeah. Not for drama or like yeah. plot or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, which, once I click that in my mind, is like, this is a comedy. Right. I'm just like fine with it. Sure. Yes. That makes sense. You know? And it's not like Thor Ragnarok where I felt assaulted by the jokes it felt yeah. like the jokes were organically placed yes and yeah this is a comedy like thor ragnarok purports to be but it didn't take me out of the drama either right. i think the drama is a little lessened because i agree yeah. with you i think it's edited in a way to make it a comedy the yeah. jokes don't step on the drama though right the drama is just a little lower stakes yes the drama in thor ragnarok is massive like yeah. the implications of the drama in thor ragnarok have huge implications for thor mm-hmm. for loki for the entire realm of asgard yeah this doesn't yeah right it just has very character driven mm-hmm. drum- dramatic moments which are don't need as much time to breathe. Right. So you don't, you know, you can have short bursts of drama and then immediately cut to a joke and have it not be... Yeah. Uh, and and the jokes are more subtle, too. <clears throat> you know, they're not like hit you over the face type of a joke. Yeah. You know, like, it's a joke. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not what it is. It's just like very character driven. These are goofy characters. And yeah. this kind of funny thing happened. You know, not like right. in your face about it. Yeah, it's based off of their interactions with each other. Yeah. They have like pretty warm interactions with each other i know yeah. that like maybe ant-man doesn't start in the warmest place with hank and all of them but like the way that they the camaraderie that they have it leads to jokes versus mm-hmm. thor ragnarok where it kind of felt forced between some of those characters to be kind of so jokey yeah it was yeah. just like these these are joke characters now yeah. and ant-man it's like these are funny people right yeah, yeah. like they just say funny things mm-hmm. and, and I, I like thor ragnarok but mm-hmm. i agree yeah 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 um, I think the other thing, not to talk, not to make this a podcast about Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. The other thing is there were two not jokey movies preceding that, so tonally yes. th- this one's like way out of place. It's <laughs> yeah, borderline yeah. a reboot, and uh, this one it just is consistent, super consistent. Right? So yeah. Yeah. you know, Ant Man is funny. Ant Man and the Wasp is still funny, right? Um, um, so what else do we like about it? I thought that they used his powers, Ant Man's powers, really effectively. Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, Something they've done pretty across the board, too. Yeah. I mean, since the start, they've done a pretty good job. Yeah. Um, but then this one, 
with his suit malfunctioning. Yeah. There's some yeah. funny things that happened with that. Like, yeah. The part where he was half size. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was really good. In like, the school? Yeah. yeah, and the school was great. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's the thing that's really cool is that that works for both the size and kind of the powers. Yeah. And being able to shrink different things now mm-hmm. more instead of just him. So the car is getting bigger and smaller. That was cool every time. Every time yes. it was cool. <clears throat> and just a bunch of different stuff. Was able to kind of work. It works for the action, mm-hmm. but it also works... For jokes, too. Yeah. It's like a very multi-use tool that they use really well. Mm-hmm. And that's what the other thing I want to talk about. I actually really enjoyed a lot of the action scenes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Even though that's not like the headliner. I thought they were really well done and kind of fun. Yeah. And kind of like the first one. They just like are cool. Yes. You know, like when the wasp just like dominates all those people in the kind of in the beginning. I was just she's like. She's great in the movie. She, yeah. Her, yeah. She's a super cool character. And they just like made her like made her sweet. And, yeah. And, and I just thought that was cool. Because she's one. I really like the Wasp in the comics. Mm-hmm. I'm like. I like comics. But she's like a cool character. She's like original Avenger and like. Right. All this stuff. She's but, one of the founders, right? Yeah. Like, she's one of the founders. She led them for a while. Yep. Yeah. Um, so she's more important in the comics. But um, she's just really cool in it. She's yeah. cool powers and like look sweet. And mm-hmm. I thought the action was. And then the, the final chase scene with, like, the cars are getting bigger and smaller. and It was very creative. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. a lot going on in that final yeah. chase. Like, there's it's kind of that that sort of three-tiered mm-hmm. thing. Um, mm-hmm. And some of it works a little bit better than others. The, I would have liked the Hank in the Quantum Realm stuff a little bit more. Yes. I think they didn't spend enough time given the amount of weight that mm-hmm. that has on the story of Hank and Hope. Yeah. Um, but, like, that car chase is really... It feels like a Shane Black movie, kind of. Kind of. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It j- just, like, a lot of moving parts that kind of swish in and out of each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, the car's getting bigger and smaller. And there's, like, great jokes with the geography of San Francisco. Yeah. Which I like because... I like San Francisco as a setting in movies because it's a major metropolitan area that not a lot of stuff takes place in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when... The movie when when a movie uses that city to feel like a character, I like that, and I kind of felt like this movie wasn't doing a good enough job of like really using its setting mm-hmm. in a good way until that because there's that joke on Lombard Street, where, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, which yeah. is really good. Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, and that first scene in the hotel with Wasp is sweet. Yeah, like, yeah. she Super cool. the like the fighting style she has is really cool. It's just like kind of down and dirty and like mm-hmm. I don't know. I really liked. All and her matching up with ghosts, like the mm-hmm. two powers combining to fight each other, <clears throat> right. was really cool. Because mm-hmm. they were both like went to punch each other and be, like be, get, become like intangible or like get small. Or, yeah, like, they had like, different ways to go and negate yeah. each other's attacks. And it was just like a really interesting choice mm-hmm. to compare those two kind of powers into one. And it makes for some really interesting, you know, fight. Because you have them shrinking and getting bigger and smaller and stuff in that car chase even. And she's just like ghosting through cars to like get to them. Yeah. And they're just like... It was just really interesting the way it all kind of comes together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My only problem with it was I wasn't particularly excited through any of them. Yeah. Sure. Like, sure. I think sure. I think they're well constructed. Yeah. Um, yeah. They look great. They got cool choreography. They yeah. always I like the moving parts and layers between them. But then I never really felt like anyone was in danger yeah. at any part. I agree. Like throughout and partially it's because like their powers are so overpowered in a way that like. Okay. You, I mean, like, she can become small, and so therefore she's going to, like, be able to dodge any attacks, or yeah. he can become small. Or she can phase through attacks, so she's not in any danger either yeah. for ghosts. And it was just kind of like, you're just kind of watching things happen, and it's interesting, but I wasn't, like, riveted by it either. Yeah, so I get that. I, I don't know, I feel, like, kind of weird about it. It's probably, it's less to do with the direction of it, more just to, well, with the powers they've got. 
I think it's kind of the same as like in Civil War when they fight each other. Yeah, because like, they're all kind of pulling their punches. A yeah, well, bit. it's like doesn't actually matter because it's yeah. like no one's gonna get hurt here. Yeah, Vision really? could wreck them all. Yeah, right. you know, <laughs> and so, but it's still you're just like, but this is cool. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I feel like it kind of has that same vibe. To but me. those are exciting. Those are those action sequences are so exciting. Well, it's more exciting because it's like they're all fighting each other. This is awesome. Yeah, you know, right. like for that, just the the meta, the, the spectacle, the spectacle of it. Sure, yeah. yeah. You know, instead of just actually, I mean, there's like, oh, that was cool, and that was cool, and that's all. Yeah. Really, if it didn't have yeah. three movies of if you just watched Civil War without any, then mm. you'd be like, okay, this looks cool. Yeah, you want to have that. Yeah, I mean, I'll grant you that airport scene, but then I also feel like the end of the movie in Civil War. Well, that's true. Even though I knew none of them were going to die, probably. Yeah, I was specifically talking about that one. Yeah, okay. There is a much more, you know, emphasis and, you know, emotional push in the last scene and stuff than anything in this movie. Right. Um, So, you know, I I, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. And that was part of what I was saying is like, there's not a lot of stakes here. You just kind of know what's going to happen. So it's just kind of like, okay. Right. it does something better. It actually looks cool. Yeah, well, she's. I mean, this is it's a like, big I change what, from like Iron Man one, where it was just like the last fight, and that was yeah, yeah. Bring him up into the stratosphere yeah, and yeah. let him like freeze. Yeah, which yeah. Was super boring. Yeah. And most of these movies were boring. I'd say up until like the Russo brothers yeah. came on board. Well, even in terms if you talk about scenes. yeah, even if you talk about like Black Panther, that just right. came out. That movie doesn't look good. No, it doesn't. No. Yeah, the action scenes, scenes in that are terrible. Good. They yeah. aren't good. It's yeah. a better conversation you know? piece than it is a movie. Yes, and. And to it's me, it's a like, really good conversation piece. Oh, yeah. but it, it, it definitely has something to say. Yeah, yeah. But I enjoyed watching Ant Man and the Lost so much more than I enjoyed watching Black Panther. Black Panther was kind of just, it was like, okay, I see what you're trying to do here, and mm-hmm. that was it. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't really entertained by the movie, so and it didn't really uh, yeah. look good. There wasn't a spectacle that would drag, like grab me in. Right. You know? I kind of feel similarly. Like, well, but here's the I thing. I like Black Panther, but yeah, I like I like talking about Black Panther yes. more than I like, for example, like talking about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I like watching this movie yeah, the more than I like watching. watching. Yes, yes, I agree. Yeah. Okay, I like Black Panther a little bit more than I like this, but I also totally get what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, like I'd rather watch go watch Ant Man and the Wasp right now again than yeah. try and watch Black Panther again. Okay, you know, yeah, I guess it's that. just like it was just super fun and it looked really cool and it the mm-hmm. CG was good and the action scenes yeah. were cool. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm comparing it to. So there's something to be said for that, you know, cool looking stuff. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. I like Randall Park a lot in this movie. I was actually going to bring him up. I <laughs> thought he was great. He's great. Yeah. I like that he dude a lot. He was super fun. Anyway, I yeah. think he's super really fun. fun. I've never not liked him. I thought mm-hmm. he was, yeah. I mean, even his cameo in The Office is good. Yes. Uh, That's what I was like. I was like, oh, it's Asian Jim yeah. from The Office. His cameo in The Office is good, <laughs> but he's great in the interview as mm-hmm. like Kim Jong-un. Oh, yeah. He's really funny in that movie, which is not a great movie, but he's great in it. Mm-hmm. Um I've never seen Fresh Off the Boat. I've seen a couple episodes. He's yeah. good at it. Yeah, I can't I imagine he'd be yeah. bad. He's just real likable. Yeah. yeah. Um, once fun. again, the thorough line of like running jokes. I loved all the magic jokes yeah. in this movie. Yes. <laughs> so good. Because it was something I was just like, oh, that's kind of funny. But then they just keep playing into it. Yeah. And it just yeah. got more, it just got funnier. <laughs> also, I wonder if that was less of a character trait that they decided to give Ant-Man and more something Paul Rudd knows how to do that they decided to incorporate oh, yeah. in the yeah. movie. Because oh, that's sure. totally what it felt I'm like. I'm sure that's yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he was great in it. Yeah, uh, yeah. His that banter. That, yeah, with, yeah. With, uh, they had really Scott good, was really uh, good banter going on. Yeah, between them. like that last scene between them. <laughs> 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 so good. So Where he's like, "I'll be seeing you around," and he's like, "Are you inviting me somewhere?" He's like, "When?" And he's like, "In general." Oh, I thought you were. Did you, 
Did you want to go have dinner or something? <laughs> no, no I, just like so. Uh, it felt like a, they just like improv that. Oh, they scene. definitely oh, yeah. did. Yeah. So that's the thing. The movie has five credited writers. Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd's one of them, I think, because he improv so much. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. That that has. That's my guess. I, think I don't think right. he had anything to do with the actual script writing. Mm-hmm. I think there were just so many moments where, like, and then Paul is funny. Yeah, and <laughs> <clears throat> which works. Yeah, because it's like the funny. it's like the Robin Williams on Aladdin thing. Like Robin Williams is a credited writer on Aladdin because he improv most of Genie's dialogue. Yeah. He didn't because. And then Robin does something. Funny. Yeah, you yeah. know, I just wrote that. In. Not that Paul Rudd is in any no. way comparable to no. Robin Williams, but he came from that Judd Apatow, like you know, forty-year-old virgin knocked up improv yeah. thing. And so, I think he were. There, I think the movie played to his strengths a lot, mm-hmm. in especially in the scenes where he interacts with. Um, with Randall Park's character. Yeah. And, yeah. or with, uh, like, Judy Greer and Bobby Cannavale, the other family. Yeah. Yes. Um, I like Bobby Cannavale. I wish there was more of him in Yeah, it. I wish there was a little more of him. I like that he's not a douche in this movie. Yeah. Yes. Because he usually is, and I like him as a as an actor, mm-hmm. but I he's always just, like, a douchey mob guy. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> I'm over him being that. And, like, even in, in um, he's in Master of None season two, and he's really good in it. And he plays the chef. He's actually kind of like a Bourdain type. But then at the end of the season, it turns out he's like one of the creepy, like Weinstein-y people. And it's like, oh, man, like, so the whole time you kind of like get a weird vibe from him. But you're also kind of like, oh, he's just like a like a Bourdain guy. Like Bourdain yeah. always gave me a weird vibe. But, uh, I, uh, you know, aside from his addiction and depression, by all means, or all accounts are that he's a pretty good dude. Mm-hmm. And that's how I thought they were going to take that character in Master of Dunn season two. And then they made him like creepy and it was like oh man like yeah I, that sucks he's he's a better actor than just like being a, an italian stereotype mm-hmm. i feel like and the, this is the first time i've seen him not be that um but i didn't think they did enough with him being a cop no yeah. um he had more is, to do in the first one yeah, yeah he had more to do in the first but one. i did like the fact that they didn't completely write him out yeah you know yeah, or yeah. judy greer's character yeah yeah uh, I think that was good. They kept them kind of around a little bit. And there were yeah. some good jokes that came from them, like, always barging in, like or the FBI always barging yeah, in. Yeah, well, they're there. They're like, what the heck, you know? Um, so I liked all that. What did we think about Lawrence Fishburne's character? Because I've got some um, things to say about that. I don't really care about it either way. Like, I didn't, he didn't make an impression on me. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. I mean, I liked that they brought in Bill Foster because he's like of the comics again. Because mm-hmm. I like the comics. Because he, he's Goliath in the comics, so it's kind of cool. Oh, okay. Like, he's so an actual superhero yeah, yeah, in the yeah. comics. So I thought that was cool. I like the way that they've taken the Ant-Man kind of universe <clears throat> and made it, like, the next generation. Because mm-hmm. all the old people are, like, the actual superheroes in the comics. Yeah. Right? You know, but this one is just, like, the next generation is the, mm-hmm. you know, the main. So I thought that was cool. But he was fine. He I was felt serviceable. like... I felt like with Ghost's backstory being her dad is some dude who was maybe kind of wronged by Hank Pym. Mm-hmm. And then making him also some guy who was kind of wronged with Hank Pym. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt like redundant in terms of like that, sure. like that back, those backstories together. It's like, oh, so there's another dude who also was like pissed off at Hank Pym. Yeah. It, it was like, I almost kind of wish the characters had been combined into one. It just kind of felt... Like a little too superfluous to go and add that info later, like literally after we just met the professor guy who was also wrong by him. So that to me was a little weird. 
Um, and at first, I thought that it was going to be that he was her dad, but I was like, that's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. And then I was glad that it wasn't. I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah. And then I was also kind of glad that he kind of wasn't a bad guy fully, but then yeah. it was also kind of weird because he still was doing slightly antagonistic. <laughs> yeah. And so like, I, like, I kind of feel like the movie was trying to go and avoid that cliche of like, oh, surprise, this guy was a bad guy. Yeah. But then it like kind of had his cake and ate it too. Yeah. It's introduced him as he's kind of a bad guy, and then they kind of work it back, and he's like, "No, I don't want to go and hurt other people," or you know. Yeah, so wife. he's like, "I've been okay with a lot of the stuff you've done, but like, I won't tolerate you kidnapping the child." And it's like she's probably killed some kids, right? Like, yeah. You know, because they they do this whole thing of like she was a like super deep ops yeah operative, and it's like, oh, you know, when you do that, when you kill people who aren't supposed to be killed by the rules of war, right? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, it, it kind of seemed like it kind of glided past something. Yeah. Yeah. a little bit too conveniently well, there. A lot of that was just kind of not explained. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's part of the problem. It's like, you don't understand, like, what actually happened with her dad, whether or not he was a traitor, like <clears> Hank Pym <throat> said he was, yeah. or if he he was wrong, or, right. like, you don't actually get the truth in that, really. Yeah, yeah just which is both sides. weird. Yeah, which is... Like, they don't resolve that. Yeah, like, Hank no is resolve. like, he's lying, you know, stuff like that. And they go back to working on their machine. Yeah, and it doesn't <laughs> explain anything. Well, that goes back to them looking like dicks until yeah, the, right. <laughs> the end of the movie when he's yeah. like, we'll help her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, and then also going on to Michelle Pfeiffer's character, I want more. Yeah, her, like the movie criminally underutilizes her. Criminally, it and could she's have literally been actress. any actress. Like, it did not need to be. No, yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you. She was like, in it for like five minutes. And mm-hmm. if you're gonna cast Michelle Pfeiffer, use her. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's a name. Like people know yeah. her and like her. Why is she only in it for less than ten minutes? Right. We only and we don't get much. I don't want to say explanation. We don't. Not everything needs to be explained. But right. But she has some pretty crazy powers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the movie just like totally. Yeah. Like, it's just like and this person's literally magic. Yeah. <laughs> like we're not gonna talk about this. A yeah. Little bit? <laughs> no. Yeah. And no. So, I was two minds of that because I'm like, okay, well, if Stephen Strange can like learn how to be magic in a year. Uh huh. In 30 years, yeah, maybe she learned some, like, crazy quantum stuff. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, we got a whole movie about Stephen Strange learning how to learn, right. learn magic in a year. And she's kind of crammed in, like, to a 10-minute section. Yeah, and she's just kind of like, P.S. this. Yeah. I'm fine with her having powers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 Yes. But I would just like to be like, but... Okay, what does that mean? Right, what, what are, are you going to do about that? Right, yeah, you know, like, or just some kind of something. Like, does it have like an effect on the real, on the real world, but like the larger macro world that she lives in yeah. now? Or, yeah, like what is it? <clears> is she going to die because she's been? Yeah, does she have some crazy quantum radiation? Yeah. like how does she something eat there? Yeah. You know, that's what I, I was saying. <laughs> that's what I was wondering. I was like, how did she survive? Like, I mean, she had like a little like bow or something. Yeah, something. Yeah, or something. And, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. Yeah, I would like to see kind of her surviving or like, something. Like right. quantum tomb raider. Yeah, yeah. that would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been Just sweet. like her like trying to live in the quantum realm. Yeah. She's all right. crazy and stuff. Yeah, but just like a lot of flashbacks of her. Yeah, that like, would be cool. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. She has a connection with Paul Rudd. You could have used that to go yeah. and explain some yeah, of that Yeah, like more, give him but... like Harry Potter vision. Right. Which, I mean, that's already kind of forced. Mm-hmm. Sure. But if you're going to go there, you might as well use it. That scene where she takes him over Hilarious. to do the algorithm is great. Paul yeah. Rudd's oh, fantastic in that yes. scene. Ugh. <laughs> and again, and again, like 
There's a lot not explained here. Yes. But I think that's because it's it's a comedy. Right. Like, they just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And I can accept that more. Because than... it's funny. Right. If it wasn't actually funny, mm-hmm. then I'd be like, mm, this isn't nice. Yeah, if it failed both in the comedy and the story, then yeah. I'd say F this. Right. But yeah. it still succeeded in the one thing that I think this movie's designed to be. Which yeah. is funny. Right. Yeah. So, not to mention, it's all just stupid magic anyway, so I kind of don't care. Yeah, I mean. I... But I, I don't know. It was, I kind of felt like. They didn't give her character enough. Yeah, it's they like, didn't. You're it's right. not a documentary, so I can be fine with like yeah. these people having these super crazy powers, but mm. it's just like, okay, what is the implication? Like you said, what is yeah. the implication of that in this world, even though there are a lot of super powerful people? Like, what is the extent of those powers? You know, can yeah. she match wits with Scarlet Witch or with Vision? Like, how yeah. how powerful is she? It's yeah. not a question of okay, she has powers that's stupid. It's a question of, like, where does she lie in this power, like, yeah. uh, complex, mm-hmm. you know? I yeah. like, 10 minutes or something, kind of more of her story. <clears throat> yeah. You know, like, what she went through and, like, how she kind of maybe got these powers and yeah. figured it out and, yeah. like, what it means. and Just to go and connect with her more. Yeah. That's what I needed. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, as when she, she, like, finally, like, reunites, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, okay, you're connecting through kind of... Hank. Hank and, and through Scott and Hope and Hope, yeah, and, right? You know, but for her, you're just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just like a thing, not yeah. an actual character. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's a MacGuffin. Yeah, she's yeah. a MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of something else that a little bit bothered me. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what else. Um, I, I liked Ghost. I thought she was interesting. Um. Like I said, I think the stuff with her dad's backstory is a little weird. I wanted more from her. Uh, but I want—I yeah. also wanted more from her. She's she... kind of one note after you kind of get her exposition. Yeah. She's just like, no, I'm dying the whole right. time. That's yeah. like all of her lines. Right. And yeah. she doesn't like really ever reevaluate that position. Yeah. Like, I mean, to be fair, movie. that's a fair position to take. Right. I understand. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, you know, you're but, dying of cancer and somebody's holding the cure and yeah. you, you, kind of, like, you kind of want it. Yeah. You know, I get that. Um, but the effect on her was... Dope. It yes. was really cool. Yes. I was just like, I don't even care if she looks sweet. Yeah. I want to know how they filmed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because there's like a ton of stuff she had to do. Because she'll have like different facial expressions in her yeah. different faces. Yeah. yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they just took a CGI of her face, like a, if they took like a 3D model of her face and then manipulated it. And when they, that's what I would imagine they would do. But still, like, that's a lot. Yeah. Like, they, there was a lot going on with that character when she was on screen. Mm-hmm. And it looks really cool. cool. Yeah. Like, it looks very it real. Is. Yeah, it does. From the beginning, I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I liked when she was on screen. Yeah, and it's cool because, like, she doesn't hide behind her mask a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, no. And so you get, like, her full face with hair and, like, her you know, range of facial expressions. Yeah, they didn't and She has a very expressive face. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I liked her. I wanted more from yeah, her. I wanted yeah, I more, yeah. She's probably, like, one of the lesser villains I've had lately. Because I had a string of pretty good villains. Right. You know, Thanos, Killmonger, uh, the, uh, the guy, Vulture, for example. Oh, yeah. yeah Vulture's I mean, good, yeah. So they had a couple good ones. Um, Ragnarok. Maybe. But she's not actually a villain, really. Right. Right. Yeah. So, she's, like... She, yeah. It's weird because she, she does... Like, the true villain... Is like Goggins, Walton Goggins. Yeah. And like he's got the Marvel villain problem of not really yeah. mattering. Yes. Um, but she's like, she's an actually interesting character yeah. as like a hook, mm-hmm. um, but they don't really use her. Right. Yeah. 
Um, whereas, like, there have been other Marvel villains that are just bad. Yeah. Like, they're, you know, Marvel's had a villain problem for a while, and it looked mm. like they were fixing that. And this is, like, not quite as bad as they've been in the past, but also it's like, I, I need a little bit more to connect. Right. Well, at least she wasn't just evil mirror image of the main character. Yes. Yeah. Which, yeah. that got a little tiring, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's something more to, to right. it. You know, she's more thought out. Yeah, she's more complex. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's nice. Yeah. But, and yeah. she's like, she's not a villain necessarily. She's just desperate. Because, yeah. I mean, like you said, it's like you're diagnosed with cancer and someone's there with the cure and they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're going to go and help our mom out. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. <clears throat> um, I don't know. It's not really much else to talk about. Really. No, it's a it's a light movie, which is fine. Yeah. And like I said, I think it's a good power cleanser after something like Infinity War and Black Panther, which are like really like heavy and like themes, you know. Yeah. Um. And so to kind of cap it with a a like lighthearted like comedy movie that doesn't have a lot of stakes, mm. um, I like. Uh, last thing I want to talk about is that first post credit sequence. Yeah. Um, yes. Where we find out where where this lands in the Infinity War timeline. Mm. Um, so we learn that the movie takes place before Infinity War, after Civil War, and uh, the post credit scene shows what happens to them during the snap. And what happens is um, Scott shrinks down into the quantum realm to get healing quantum crystals. Well, sure. To, to like do sciencey stuff. You know? Well, yeah, it was he was getting them for ghosts. Yeah, yeah, that's what um, they said. But it's still like it makes sense that they would explore. Yeah, this. Thing, yeah, you know? um, and they're using like a new portable quantum tunnel um, mm-hmm. that's in the back of the van of the security people. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, no, and so what happens is is. Uh, Hank and Janet and Hope, question mark, we'll talk about it in a second, um, are all caught up in the snap. They turn to dust, and then Scott is trapped in the quantum. Great wow. Hope, man. Yeah. Really, it got really me. good. It got Same. me. I was like, what? Yeah. I had a feeling that was going to happen, So, and I was happy to see it confirmed. I was like, yes, when I saw the dust. Yeah, it was sweet. Yeah. yeah. It's just a good hook down. I'm like, what's gonna happen? It's like, I really, really like where Scott is. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that he's trapped in the quantum realm. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's a really, really good hook, like you said. Yeah. Um, Wasp? Did she go tiny or no? She no. was in street clothes, huh? Yeah, she was in okay. street clothes. Okay. There was three she, ash piles. Yeah. Okay. There was three yeah. ash piles. Okay. Although... Uh, I guess I'm looking at the spoilers for Infinity War 2, but the fact that I just said that probably suggests that she's going to be there eventually, I think. Oh, yeah, I, th- I think she's going to be in it. Yeah, I think she was seen. They've the hinted I, at that a lot. Oh, she, yeah. She, she was, was like, if you would have invited me to Civil War, you know, right. she like, yeah, yeah, the whole yeah. line. Yeah, I'm expecting that. all of them to be there yeah. in the next one. I'm expecting, like, everyone who's ever been in a Marvel movie in the <laughs> <Yeah>. next one. <laughs> yeah. um, the freaking kid from Iron Man 3 is in the next one, so. Really? What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on the cast list. I'm fine with that. Boo. Um, and <laughs> I'm I so <laughs> okay. the, the you know the the big spoiler talk there is he's in the quantum realm. We know not definitively if you if you watch the movies well, like uh, Slade said earlier, mm-hmm. you know there's going to be some sort of time stuff that happens in the next one to get everyone restored back to not dust. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh. 
Janet tells Scott something about don't go into a time tunnel yep. or whatever. That's definitely what he's going to do in Infinity War yep. 2. Yep. And uh, something time stone is what's going to happen. So... Yeah. But it's still it was it's it's it doesn't feel forced, right? It no. feels like it felt like a really organic way to get him there. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was just like, oh, they're just like keep experimenting because yeah. that's what they do. Because right. science, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's what they do. That's yeah. like their thing. So of course they're gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. that's probably the best like mid credits thing they've done in a long time. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it's like, hype, man. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, what? Yeah, yeah. In ter- and especially in terms of story consequence. <clears throat> For other movies. It feels like there's stakes to it. Like, even though we know... We talked about this with Infinity War. Yes, we know most of these characters are coming back. Yes. We don't know that all of them are. There's going to be a couple deaths in Infinity War. Oh, there has to be, right? There better be. There has to be. Or people are going to be furious. Yeah, I'm going to be like, come on, really? Yeah. Yeah, I have to say, there better be. Yeah. I'm just going to qualify it. Because I kind of, like, was saying that for Civil War, and I was like, all right, whatever. And then, like, for the last Infinity War... All right, whatever. Right. Now I think there actually needs to be. Some yeah, I think they. I, I think they there are there actual there. deaths. There, no, and, and yeah, yeah the and, and there have been consequences, but I think that there just needs to be more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. More. I think the heroes need a big loss, yeah. which like they didn't have, obviously. Anyway, my original point is um, <laughs> that you know there, a big criticism of Infinity War is like it's all going to get undone, and it's like yeah, man, like we know that, but that doesn't mean it doesn't have stakes for these characters like these characters don't know that these characters are in really uncertain position yeah, right? yeah and like the people who are like well they all died but they're gonna get you know come back it's like well they never said they died they just mm. turned they disappeared the movie yeah. doesn't say like this person is dead mm. you know they yeah, do- yeah. it's not like grand theft auto where black panther disappears and then just says wasted <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it's just like they're gone that they- should happen next time. <laughs> That's definitely what. Once the Blu-ray leaks, that's definitely going to be a compilation. That should right? be like on top of like the Gamora shot. It's just like wasted. That's or, or like how they did in Resident Evil. You are dead. <laughs> or uh, Dark Souls. You died. <laughs> um, anyway, so just because we kind of basically know that all this is going to get undone, one people at large don't know how. There's theories. The, it still matters to these characters. And if you give a crap about these characters, you're going to be invested in these people being gone. Yeah. So that's what I like about this is I'm invested in these characters now. And so, like, it's like, oh, crap, they're gone. Oh, crap, Scott's in the quantum realm. Like, let's see it. Fix it now. Yeah. You yeah. know, you want to yeah. see them I fix it. I want to know what happened. Yeah. It's a great hook. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like it. I don't know. I was into it. Yeah, yeah. me too. Me too. Yeah. Uh, last, last thing. I like that this is this franchise that is kind of keeping their legacy actors. Um, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, Kurt Russell in Guardians 2, he's great, but he dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones in Captain America 1, he's great, but he's nowhere to be found in these because it's not but, in the 40s anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he's dead. Yeah, yeah so he's also dead. Yeah. Um, you know, Jeff Bridges, good, but dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so there's this yeah. thing in the Marvel movies where they cast these, like, you know... Actors that have like a lot of gravitas and like these big Robert careers. Robert Redford, oh, dead. So good. Yeah, he's great in that movie. So good. Dead. Um, and I like that this is keeping Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer around because they're good in it. Yes. And like Michael yeah. Douglas is great. Yeah. He's so great. Yeah. And he's, I like that he's, he's still like kicking. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. I agree. I, it goes and shows that you can do more with elderly people than just <laughs> kill them off. Sure. Which yeah. is like how our modern culture seems to treat old people. Like, 
yeah, these people don't have any wisdom or usefulness, so let's bump them off. <laughs> cool. Cool. <laughs> like, which is, like, the complete reverse of, like, what every other culture has, like, treated, like, yeah. older people. Well, and I like that Michael Douglas in this movie got got, got some really good jokes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. his, like, juice box and string Dude, trees. When he climbed into the car and he was like, hey, champ, how was school today? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they let, they let him have fun. Yeah, yeah not, not just be like wise old mentor. Yeah, and he got to go in the quantum realm and save his wife, which I thought right. was great. Yeah, yeah. Was I'm awesome. glad it wasn't somebody else. Who yeah. Did yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So they gave him like a shining moment, and like I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I was just like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. good. He was Ant Man too. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> so he got to do something cool. And, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer, despite the fact that she had limited amount of screen time. She has arguably the most interesting powers now yeah. of anybody. And so, yeah. I, you know, they don't, like, just waste them. <laughs> hey. <laughs> waste them. <laughs> yeah, I like the... I, I don't know. I As much as I would like, you know, Kurt Russell and Robert Redford to still be around, I'm pretty okay with Michael Douglas. Like, yeah. that's pretty good. He's yeah. good. Yeah. He's he's a good Hank Pym man. He is. Like, he just really the, the the whole movie is really well cast. It like, is. That's one of the strengths. Yeah. Like, well, and the the characters, the actors interact with each other really well. Like yeah. they all have really good chemistry across yeah. the board. Like it doesn't matter who. Like uh, Michael Pena interacting with Walton Goggins in the true serum scene is great. Like uh, <clears throat> those three guys together have really good chemistry. Paul Rudd and his daughter have really good chemistry. Paul Rudd and the other family have really good chemistry. It's, I don't know, just the the way the characters bounce off each other is really satisfying. And I think that's what keeps this movie from really sinking, that and the really solid jokes. Um, because the plot is just kind of there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I see it. It's it's a good enough time. It makes movies. me want another one. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I want to know more about like their if their business takes off. Yeah. yeah. And like stuff like that. It took me the entire movie to realize they were called X-Con. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Same with me. That's good. I felt oh, like yeah. a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> like they zoomed out on it and I was like, oh. Uh, <laughs> got it. Yeah, I want to see if their business takes off. I want to learn more about Janet. Like she just got introduced yeah. and, you know, I feel like we need to learn how to, what she's about. Mm-hmm. Um, but too bad she's dusted, so we'll never know. <laughs> well, Kristen brought up a good point. Maybe. She was like, I almost don't want any more Ant-Man movies, and I just want, like, a Netflix show. She was like, I just want to spend time in that world. Yeah. I want to spend so much time in that world that I want it to be a TV show. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. That's what it does. That's what, like, the good characters and stuff. Well, and these movies feel like TV. Like, not the Marvel movies, necessarily. I know they're episodic and, like, have a continuity. But the Ant-Man movies feel like long episodes of television. I agree with that. Yeah, kind of. So, I I get that. But... Yeah, it's a, it's you you could probably do worse. Yeah, you know, I really liked it. I highly, yeah, I liked oh, yeah. it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I got to my head. I liked it. There's a lot to like. It's a likable movie with yeah. likable characters and great jokes. Um, it's just the plot's kind of secondary, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a different thing, and it's a like we've mentioned, it's a good palate cleanser for the heaviness of them. And it's good to just kind of be done with these for the rest of the year. Um, yeah, I don't really have superhero fatigue. I don't really care. I watch so many movies that, like, the ultimately the yeah. amount of superhero or comic book <laughs> movies I watch in a year are not. You know, yeah, it's, very low. Yeah, it's right. a drop in the bucket for me. So um, I don't really have that. I kind of get it if you're one of these people who goes to the movies, you know, three or four times a year. 
and you see three Marvel movies in the Star Wars. And <laughs> so, it, you know, I understand the fatigue with that. But um, for someone like me who does criticism and watches a ton of stuff, I'm not. That's and they're it's good. Just, yeah, yeah, I mean, they've been making good ones. And yeah. Like, like, you really don't have much to complain That's just good. about. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm kind of tired of the premise, but this is so different than, you know, for Ragnarok that... Yeah, it, super different. It, it, yeah. Like, it might as well be a different genre besides just superhero movie. Like, it's just like, like it's, it's like a race against time chase thing. Yeah. Like, which is cool. Yeah. I like that there was like a two-day timer on it. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. And I liked the idea of Scott having to keep going back home. To, yeah. To, to like, yeah. It, it yeah. put some, like, good tension in there of, like, yeah. oh, crap. That like, was the main tension in the movie for me. It was, like, mm-hmm. him yes. getting caught. Yes. Because yeah. it's like, no, he put in all this work. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. He doesn't, no, because then he won't be able to see his daughter. Yeah. And it's Actually, like, I agree with that. That was yeah. the tension. Yeah. Yes. That, and also it was hilarious every time they cut to the ant just like yes, doing his routine yes. <laughs> just like when he got caught eating Fruit Loops watching Good Morning America or whatever I was and like the box was like ripped in half yeah, yeah. yeah actually, and then Michael Payne comes in and he's like oh my god <laughs> and he's all Scotty yeah. <laughs> and he says, yes. <laughs> um, oh man I agree with you like that was actually the most tense parts of yes, the movie yes it was yeah was him trying to get back home in time, yeah. Ferris Bueller style. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely Ferris Bueller style. Yeah, yeah, and like it was just like the the payoffs with Randall Park's character too. Like yeah. when he makes the suit giant, and then yeah. he's like tiny in his yeah. underwear, yeah. and he's just like magic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good. Oh man, I really like this movie. Yeah. It's really good. It's a good time, man. Like, yeah, I had a good really time good. watching it with you guys. I had a good time. Yeah. Uh, there's not, like, a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, there was Black Panther Infinity War, yeah, but right. it's also nice to, like, like something, too. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we didn't like those other two, but, um, I you know, see it's, it again. Yeah. Like, it's just fun. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch it. I don't know if I'd see it in a the theater again, but sure. I'd, I'd, you know, like most of these Marvel things, like, they're watchable, man. This is a great, like, on TNT on Saturday. Great yeah. TV movie. TV movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, great TV movie. Yeah. Where yeah. you're just like flipping through. You're like, oh, Ant-Man and Wasp. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Totally. 100%. Yeah. Although it was good to see it in a theater. I mean, not like our theater was packed, but right. at least with you guys to go and share some of those yeah. jokes. Yeah. Them. Especially when Lewis does like his telling a story thing. Yeah. Oh, man. Because I felt like we were all like, yeah. Because yeah. like, I was, was like, oh, they got to show yeah, up sometime in this Man. Right? And then like, the, they withheld the, it in so long enough. Yeah. You know? And the jokes they found in that scene were yeah. really good. Like him really coming good. in with the long hair. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right? Like terrible wig. Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, uh, okay, all right. This movie's pretty solid. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's good. It's, it's good. a good time. It's just good. Um, yeah, kind of cool on the plot, but well, whatever. It's yeah, got whatever. good characters that you want to see more of, and yeah. that says a lot. You know, mm-hmm. like it's hard to do. You can't tell you how many movies that I like don't give a crap about the characters or are actively rooting against them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so there's nothing wrong with it being like a lighthearted like thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, and I mean, like you touched on Mike, like. They're different enough. Yeah. These Marvel movies are different enough that it's hard to get tired of them, and they're well made and consistent enough that it's like, well, okay, they're good. Yeah, that's like, I can't really rant against. <laughs> they're like good, even though you want to, even though I want to. <laughs> they're I'm good, disposed to, yeah. right? They're good, well made, competent movies out on like a large scale. Right. So why would I not be okay with that? And you know? in comparison to the other movies that we have reviewed and the ones that we uh, didn't. Did review, but did not get posted online. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about World. that in a second. Um, Damn it. 
this this was a nice palate cleanser from all the crap we've been watching. <laughs> yeah, too. that's true. We got some good stuff coming out. I want to see Skyscraper, man. I yeah, think that I, looks I'm like I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I want to see Die Hard in a building. Yeah. yeah. Wait. 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 <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Die Hard in a Japanese building. Oh. Uh, wait. No. Wait. Yeah, it's in Japan. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, right. not, not Tony. Tony. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's still a Japanese. But it, this one's in Japan. Oh, oh, it's right. basically just Die Hard with the Rock. So actually, uh, this will probably get cut out. But did you know that there was like one of the ideas for a Die Hard sequel was he goes back to Nakatomi, but headquarters in Japan. Right. So I feel like this is the ghost of that. Yeah. yeah. It feels like that's they the, should have made that. Movie. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah really that would have been way better than the crap that they have. That would have been yeah. better than. Die Hard like, 2, which is not good. No. Or Die Hard... 4? 5. five. Yeah. 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 The Russia good. one. Right. Yeah. Did you see the Russia one? Either yeah. No, I have not terrible. seen it. It looks god awful. I haven't even seen it. I, I haven't seen Die Hard. Yeah, same. Don't. Yep. It had a great tagline. Yeah, yippee ki Mother Russia. Uh, uh, <laughs> that is good. <laughs> that is good. Um... Yeah, I want to see like the Meg looks so stupid that it I want to see stupid. it. It looks so dumb. It looks real but, stupid. But like it's super aware of it how is. dumb it is. it is. I like that. I might be. I might be into it. Yeah, it kind of has that like eight legged freaks vibe. Yeah, where it like knows it's dumb, but yeah. it's like funny and fun. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to like having that stuff to watch for the mm-hmm. rest of the year. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like trash. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like uh, we talked about no, Mission Impossible, yeah. right? Yeah. Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible. Looks actually good. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, you guys have anything else? No. Go see it. It's fun. Yep. It's a good time. Um, I'm interested to see how this performs. Yeah. Not actually, a lot of people in our screening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I thought there would be more people wanting to see it post-Infinity War, just yeah. to kind of yeah. see like where it lands. Yeah. Uh, I thought it would be more of a curiosity viewing for oh. a lot of people. I think the projections were like when I saw them, it was like seventy or something. Oh, that's kind of low for a Marvel thing. Which is which is more than the but first more than one, the first one. First one, yeah. like, so I think they know that this is like a not as not a blockbuster. Like they're sure. aware of that. Yeah, yeah. You know? So and th- I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can have some that like are more niche. Like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think that's fine. You know, but I th- I don't know how well it's. It's you know I hope it does well. I really like it. So. Yeah. But like I said, I feel like a lot of people are like not super into the first one. Which just blows my mind. I, just I like the first one a lot. I just don't understand why people would not like that movie. Like, the general populace, it's just, like, made for the general populace. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, fun and funny. Yeah. There's good jokes in that one, too. Like, the Thomas the Train Engine thing. Yeah. There's some the really climax. good jokes in that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. It's it's a good time. Go see it. Uh, that'll do it for this week. Uh, we might talk about Skyscraper. I'd like to. I don't know what your... Where does it come out? Next Friday. But yeah, that would be that would be Skyscraper and then Mission Impossible. So it'd be another like three-week run for us. That's fine. We kind of had a week or two off. Yeah. <laughs> so those of you that were looking forward to our Jurassic World episode... I'm sorry. Yeah. We had some problems. <laughs> we had some problems with the recording and... We had Corey Tyndall was going to be the guest, which is like the reunion episode. And I was really looking forward to it. Also, we endured that trash specifically for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's a garbage ass movie. <laughs> um, Emphasis on garbage and ass. <laughs> yeah. It, it's so bad, but it was so much fun to talk about. And the problem with the recording is that we were trying to set up like a Skype recording and it wasn't quite working on my laptop. And we kind of got it to a spot where it would work. And then I forgot to switch over from recording audio from my system 
to recording audio from my microphone. And so myself and Mike and actually Mike's brother Matthew joined us on that episode as well. Our audio is nowhere. It did not get recorded at all. Yeah. Um, you should just post Corey talking about it. It's just Corey <laughs> laughing and reacting yeah. to the stuff I'm yeah. asking him, and yeah. it sounds hilarious. Yeah. It sounds <laughs> really funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the sad thing is, it was probably one of the, like, the best podcasts we've ever made. Yeah. Just, it's, just I had a really good, rage. Yeah. I had uh, a really good time recording that episode with you guys. Yeah. Man, that movie's nuts. Uh, that movie is bananas. And I'm really sad that I had to see it twice. And I'm really sad that I saw it twice with nothing to show for it. Um, I feel like there just needs to be something done for that. Yeah, man. All right, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Maybe. I don't know. I'm so, like, I was so pissed when it happened that, like, I just couldn't think about it for, like, a couple days. Yeah. Um, Maybe come back to it at the end of summer movie season or something. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, man. Um... Yeah, so that happened, so that's why you didn't get an episode on that. It's so bad, though. Holy moly, I hope you didn't see it. Um, And, uh, yeah, if you want, you can find me on Twitter at MJSmith891. Like the Facebook page, Real Perspective. Um, That's all I have. Uh, Thing, special project thing, got bumped to August 1st because our office isn't done yet. I thought it would be done by July 1st. It's not. Um, so, uh, Mike, what's your guess this week? Moon landing. Moon landing. Yep. We are building a moon set. Yep. Faked moon landing. Mm-hmm. Um, Part of the space base that we're going to use for the space force. Oh yeah, that's right. <clears throat> space base sounds sweet. There's a board game called space base. Sweet. Yep. It just came out like a couple weeks ago. Cool. Yep. Anyway, uh, Mike, do you have anything? I made a book. It's called The Aurora War. Get it on you the made Amazon. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I made, made it. it. I just I, I put the pieces of the pages and the paper together, <laughs> and I made it with love and care. Uh, it's I, on Amazon. Pick it up. I've read it. It's good. You should get it. Thank you. I haven't read it yet. That's okay. no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you did buy it. I did buy so it finally. <laughs> yeah, so you did buy it. I so. bought it at his book signing, which <laughs> so. was like six months after the book came out. It's fine. No worries. It's fine. You it's still bought it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather have bought it from you. I mean, yes. like, you didn't ring me up or anything. Well, but... after all, I made it with love and care. So yeah. It's, see. it's more meaningful when it comes directly from Yeah. Me than through Amazon. Yeah. See. You can also get it digitally on Amazon. Mm, that's right. Yeah. So MJ actually cared more than you. He did. Did yeah. you get it digitally? No. Oh. Yeah. I just <laughs> bought it on Amazon. And yeah. Then... Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Douche. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> oh, and uh, we should say thanks to Slade for coming on. Yeah, yeah. super fun. I love yeah. being on the show. Yeah. And unfortunately, this might be the last time you're physically here for a while. Yes. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was why I was like, oh, crap, Slade should come on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we kind of, we kind of added Slade last minute on this episode, so we had to do some schedule rearranging, but I'm glad we made it work, because it's yeah. always good when you're on. Thanks, yep. guys. Yep. Uh, until next time, we're the bad guys. Except for me. <laughs> Even the fanboy knows a hater. Hey! <laughs> Don't play.